0: This week's episode of The Shark Effect is brought to you by The Shift Group. Shift Group is turning athletes into sales professionals. Is your company looking to hire driven, competitive former athletes? Are you a former college or pro athlete in any sport and trying to figure out what's next? Consider a meaningful career in business-to-business sales and let The Shift Group guide you every step of the way. Register on The Shark Effect specific link in our show notes to get started or email Sales at shiftgroup.io. Shift Group specializes in helping former athletes unlock the lucrative career of business to business sales by leveraging their characteristics of focus, discipline, coachability, competitiveness, and work ethic. With a unique one on one approach to the entire hiring process, with hundreds of companies across software, healthcare, and financial services looking to hire athletes specifically. Make sure you check them out.
1: In a trailer out in the middle of Chesterfield, New Jersey, just sitting there, you know, <laughs> and just trying to get guys lined up in instruction and say the well, whole yeah. thing. Young, just trying to figure it out. 34 years old, uh, 35 years old. And uh, I got a call from Andy Reid. And, and Chad broke his foot in that game, and they called me back. So I went back and played in the 2005 Super Bowl after I'd been out of sports <laughs> for two years yes i didn't know what yes so i'm back and i'm telling you i was the darling i played 10 years in the league and i did not um i had more publicity in those two weeks prior to that super bowl what crazy is i had to go to my boss my boss was 26 years old at the time i was 34 i had to go hey man i just got a call from Andy reed um i've been asked to go play in the super bowl Welcome to the Shark Effect Podcast.
0: I'm your host, Alex Molden. I'm an NFL veteran of eight years, and now I'm an author, leadership and personal development coach, and international speaker. In this podcast, you will learn strategies to get unstuck in life and find your influence. You will hear inspirational and value-packed stories from former and current elite-level athletes, successful entrepreneurs, and experts in the field of personal development. My mission is is to help former elite level athletes find their identity and utilize their influence to create a life of impact. So so this is a treat for me. You know, I I'm very excited about my next guest on the Shark Effect. Uh, We were teammates long time ago at the University of Oregon. And he he really he was the first cat that really took me under his wing and showed me like what it's like to to be a collegiate athlete. Uh, his name is Jeff Thomason. He played in the NFL. He had a successful ten-year run. And let me tell you, people, to play ten years in the NFL—that's less than two percent of NFL players who play ten or more years. And Jeff is one of those cats. And uh, you know, he had a very successful. He got Super Bowl ring. He got a Super Bowl ring with the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> that's pretty dope. But really how he's transitioned, like he's you know, we he did some construction. I did my research on you, Jeff. Did some construction work, but you know, he's he's really um honed in on his craft and medical sales. So um, you know, I'm like I said, man, I'm I'm over the moon, a longtime friend who I get to chop it up with. Jeff, welcome to the Shark Effect.
1: Alex is an honored beyond belief. Honestly, I told you before. I, I've listened to the show for a little while. I've always enjoyed it. Always been a huge fan. Enjoyed your success in the NFL too. But um, you know, I will say honestly, I think I met you when you were seventeen years old, eighteen years old. <laughs> like, I was seventeen. Yeah, yeah, little duplex there with about eight football players in that thing, and we were crammed in there. But uh, you know, you always had a lot of character. Always a guy that stood out. A lot of maturity for a young man too. So I always admired you. So I knew you do well, and it's it's an honor to be on the show. It really
0: is. Man, thank you very much, man. Yeah. Speaking of those days, man, I remember, so I, so I came in early. I was like one of the, I think I was just me. Am I, am I wrong? Or I was <laughs> like right. the freshman I came in and it's not like how it is today. Like when, when cats come in early, they yeah. they come in in January, you yeah. know, and then they, they're enrolled in school and whatnot. Well, I was done with Colorado, man. I wanted to get ready to go uh, at university of Oregon. So I came up early, said so early was like July. So I came up in July, and mm-hmm. I didn't take any classes. I don't know if I wasn't allowed or whatnot. But I got a little job at Murmore and Sons. I don't know if you remember. Right. Yeah. I, used to, I used to ride my bike. <laughs> I used yeah. to ride my bike. It's a steel. It was a steel steel factory or steel yeah. company or whatever. So I moved around steel um, uh, up until we started camp. And uh, but I remember, man, coming back home and and wanting to kick it with you guys and see what it's like you know, to be a college athlete, man. And so mm. you really, man, you took you, I'm serious. You took me under your wing, it, w- whether it's um outside of the gym or in the gym, you showed me, you know, how to, how to move like a, like a professional. So oh, wow. um, and speaking on that, man, like what, so you make it to the NFL, right? That's a kid's dream come true. But you and I know sometimes it's not all of what it's cracked up to be. Can you talk me through like, man, when you first got in the league and I don't, were you drafted,
1: undrafted? I so can't I was, remember. I was a free agent back when there was 12 rounds, too. So, you know, my signing bonus was kind of a couple <laughs> pairs of socks. It wasn't a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just, uh, you know, it's always a dream. You're going through the whole the whole thing and hearing all the hype and when you're going to get picked. Now you did well and got picked early. Congratulations on that. But you just never know when you're going to pop up. I got a chance with Cincinnati. And um really for me at that point, I was in the huddle with guys like Anthony Munoz and Hickey Woods and some old names are just of oh, of wow. players, Boomer Esiason. So that, to me, that first couple of experiences being there with them was like, I don't belong here. This is not where I, I should be playing football. I'm used to, you know, so that's, it was kind of awestruck for me the first couple, the first couple, um, you know, months and getting used to that. But, uh, it settles in. They're all just great human beings. They're all just dudes, I and mean, they're all just trying to make a living. And they're all been very blessed too. So, you know, kind of settling in, let that, let them relax, and let you just realize that you're all putting, you know, all getting up the same way and driving to work the same way and doing our thing. So, that uh, that took you a little while to adjust to that. Impression.
0: Yeah, I mean, I remember kind of going through that. um But on the football field, it's like going up against cats like Jerry Rice, oh. Chris Carter, yes. and you're like, dang it. Do I belong here? What you know? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> and then, just like yeah. you said, it took me a one game to really understand. Mm-hmm. Like, man, these are just dudes. They're yeah. really good at their craft, but yeah. they 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 are human. Yeah. So you know, yeah. sometimes we kind of we, we put we put people on pedestals. And... Yeah,
1: we do, we do. Um, but yeah, they're all just good people. They really are, and they're all just uh, they're also good at what they do. We yeah. admire them so much on TV, but. You know, a lot of them have just gone through you and I have gone through them, but they all have. When they get out of the league, it's just such a different environment. You're so used to a certain type of um just not simplicity, but a certain type of response from, from life. And that yeah. changes drastically when you get out. It does. So it teaches you to make it so important to be to find out who you really are. And it's hard to hard to find that in the NFL. It is. True. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I wanna dive into that, but, but first, like most people They think about, and it doesn't, if it's football, basketball, baseball, whatever, like you had a 10 year long career and won a Super Bowl and you came in undrafted. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, so I'm always like, man, it's not about how you start or where you start, it's Mm -hmm. how you finish, right? It's the same things that we've been drilled in our heads from coaches, right? Mm -hmm. Can you tell me and my listeners, man, what gave you that success to be able to last as long? Because we know it's like, three and a half years. That's the average. And then as you go up, you know, there's the, the, the likelihood of you staying is very low. So mm-hmm. what, what were some of the things that, that gave you success and you know, have such a, a long career? Was it relationships taking care of your body, like in the
1: playbook all the time? Like, what does that look like? You know, you have, you have these traits you do. And i would always admired much I would say, honestly, Alex, Humility is such a big part of life because humility teaches you to have a growth mindset. I'm not saying I got this figured out in any way, shape, or form, but I will tell you, man, I've always, I've always tried to get better at what I do, and I always tried to. to I'm humbled by the opportunity I've been given. Um, so my belief, my my from day one was like, you got me to stand in a wedge, and this is back when the wedge used to line up four guys and just take bullets from people as fast as like you and just hit us right in the noggin. Right <laughs> it was crazy back in the day. So yeah that those whatever it took for me to be part of that team i'm going to do it, and uh and I knew that you know that would pay off if I took that mentality, so truly I'm blessed from parents or you know from people in life that have taught me to, to be to be humble but also to be have that growth mindset what I do that was core to me that that's truly when I look back and some of the things I have memories, and you are know, the same ones probably going through that first camp and. First couple camps and just doing whatever you had to do and listening. You did a good job, but also I'll tell you, you know, you, you listen to people who've been there before, and you ask questions. And uh actually those are so important in life. And um those are things that I was was fortunate to to, to learn from from people I was around younger and, and try to implement that as a Man,
0: that's man. You you hit on something that, you know, when I when I look back and I I look at some of the guys, um, the younger guys who either it was drafted high or maybe the, the free agents, the ones that didn't last yeah. most of the time, they were the ones that already thought they had it figured out. Yeah. And the misconception is like when a young guy, even if he's in there, he plays the same position as you, right? Cause we're all competing And mm-hmm. every year. They're drafting somebody basically to either take your job or when you go down, then they can plug and play. So mm-hmm. There's there's competition, but every team I went to, or you know the draft or whatever or free agency, those guys who had came in, if they were apt to listening, mm-hmm. and first you have to ask, not just the coaches like you said, but man, ask players who have been where you are or where you want to go, who have had success. Man, lean on them. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, pride would get in the way of these young cats. And they would think they have have it all figured out, man. And so I I can tell you, man, what helped me have such a long career was like, man, I would watch them, I would listen to them, and I would ask them, Mm -hmm. and I would, you know, kind of steal a little bit parts of their game, like. But really, it's like how they study. Like I learned so much, like catch from like Rodney Harrison, Junior CL, who studied the game, man. But I mean, you hit on something, like. Really, really well is like man leaning on cats who have more knowledge than you. And so, um, off of that, do you or did you do the same thing when you exited football?
1: Yeah, let me add that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need more of that. We do. I think if, if I were to ask or try to give any kind of advice to young people as they get into whatever profession they want to get into, I'd say, gosh inquisitive really ask questions because you need more of that i need more of that when i interview people for jobs i hire a handful of people in sales and i just love when they ask me questions and they're interested but they're leaning forward too and they're listening out too because if one thing about asking questions and writing down 15 questions for my interview and then you just ask them without caring what the response is going to be so that uh we need more of that we do and, and i and i you know coming out of the league i i did I probably needed to get better at that because I, I was, you know, I would say I was a little bit entitled when I first came out of the league. I thought, you know, I thought and you talked about. Oh, oh, it you too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, know, you know, I was just you know, just you know, sort of thinking I, I deserve certain things but because of what I've done. I, You know, I'd get a clear and easier path than someone who'd been out for eight years of college, 10 years of college. and It's far more experienced than I was, far more knowledgeable in, in the real world than I was. But, you know, so that's, Took me a while to. you your story one of your stories in your book. to talk about that. And it's so true. It's so true. So you need someone to kind of slap you in the face and say, "Dude, you're just that. You're just a just another guy, another
0: person." Yeah. So, not fine. everybody, right? Right? Not everybody. Not everybody cares what you did and the success that you had in the past. Yeah, very they true. care about like, man, what are you capable of doing now? What What can you do, and how do you go about doing it? So it's not just about, man, hey, man, I was successful in this area, you know, last month or yeah. last year. Man, people don't, that that doesn't work anymore. Yeah. You know, those yeah. crazy fans,
1: Yeah. those crazy fans, they, you know, <laughs> <laughs> they don't <laughs> care. It's, it's, a, it's a great platform for guys like you and I to be able to get in front of someone and say, hey, this is what I was blessed to do. So let me just say a couple things. You can, you can use that platform in a way that you're, asking questions or you kind of dive in a little bit that's the good stuff because no one wants to hear the old stories about you know all the things we did <laughs> that's like, that's you know that.
0: right and here's the thing it's like man i thought that when i first started speaking about shoot what nine ten years ago yeah. i thought that's what they wanted to hear yeah. and some of some of them they do but when you start in, but but once i started to understand like leadership and, and influence it really is like man not everybody relates to success yeah more people relate to failure so once i started looking at that and i started like you know what stories that i listened to over the years from other people it's like oh man man they opened up and they told like where they failed at yeah. so i started doing that and um it, it really hit me man i was i was speaking in the bay area and i finished up i thought i killed it and one person asked at the end it was like hey, Alex, when was the time that you failed when you were playing professional football? And without hesitating, oh, I got cut. I can tell you the time Mm -hmm. when I got cut, when I was with the red, the thin Redskins. And And I walked through that, and I was like, wow. And then afterwards, there wasn't no standing ovation. There was a look like their mouths wide open, and it was like, you know, it was heartfelt. Mm -hmm. you know, because at the time, you know, I ain't gonna lie, I was 30 years old, first time being cut, I was crying in the parking lot, waiting for my, (laughs) waiting for my wife to come pick me up, you know what I'm saying, but, but from that, yeah, but from that, it made us, it made me, and it can make other people more relatable, yeah, you know what I'm saying, so it's just things that we learn, things that we learn, yeah,
1: and we we learn a little, because we're, we're so blessed to play the sport, and given a lot of things, yeah, it's it's a slower growth curve in some sense for some people, not everyone, but some people who are blessed to play in the league for a while to get out and and the, the world's not easy, man. not. Ah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so so talk to me about that, man. You uh so when you finish, and, and most people think you know uh, um uh, you know you finish playing, the 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 love is gone, or you're just like you know what, I'm going to retire. Yeah. And I know for me, like. I was forced to retire. I was kicked out. (laughs) Not everybody is like, you know what? This is my last year and they have this, you know, this whole uh, deal. It's not like that. It's like, I'm going to keep working out. I'm going to try to get tryouts. I'm going to do this. Hopefully I get a shot and I can take advantage of it. But typically it's like you work out and you might get a phone call or two, but if they don't sign you, then they Mm -hmm. don't sign you. You know, Mm -hmm. how, how was that like your, your, like your last year or when did you know, when did you know like this was you know so the I'll, end is
1: I'll tell you a funny story and this is a crazy story I'm so lucky to go through this but so you know I, I I stopped playing in Philadelphia and and I was it was after uh we just lost the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the NFC championship at, at veteran stadium back last game I ever played at veteran stadium So, and, and Tampa never won a game in lower than 40 degrees weather so there was like no chance Gruden was the head coach no chance they're gonna beat us we, I mean I already bought tickets to the the Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> and it was a Tampa too. It's crazy. Enough. Oh, yeah, that's and, right. Yeah, so we were all ready to go. I was going to finish, but that was my last game with the Eagles, I thought. But uh-huh. um, and I, you know, I knew that I was going to be signed back because they, they, they had drafted some young people. So I kind of wanted to hang it up, but I, I, I thought I didn't know if I would be it or not. But I was kind of forced to, in a sense, because no one else really called me and said, give you a chance. Yeah. Never signed me. So I think I called a couple people and they're like, ah, we'll see what we can do. If someone gets hurt, we'll bring you in. But it wasn't. It wasn't, and I did get a call later that next year uh, from the Carolina Panthers. They were in the playoffs again. Okay. Uh, they were in the playoffs, and they, they asked for me to, to, to do a tryout. So I was in there. four guys went down there. So I did do a tryout to get the playoffs with them in the next year, which is 2003, uh, 2004 playoffs. I don't you saw the story, but in 2004, 2005 in January, uh, Chad Lewis broke his foot in, in Liz Frank, right, in, in the NFC Championship with the Eagles. And I was, at the time, I was a project manager with Toll Brothers, making about $38,000 a year. I had two weeks (laughs) off a year vacation. I was just a dude just trying to make a living, get back in the real world. And I was uh, an assistant project manager in a trailer out in the middle of Chesterfield, New Jersey, sitting there, you know, (laughs) and just trying to get guys lined up in construction and say, the whole thing. Young, just trying to figure it out. 34 years old, uh, 35 years old. And uh, I got a call from Andy Reid. And, and, and Chad broke his foot in that game. And they called me back. So I went back and played in the 2005 Super Bowl after I'd been out of sports what? for two years. What? Yes. I didn't know. What? Yes. So I went back. And I'm telling you, I was the darling. I played 10 years in the league. And I did not. Um, I had more publicity in those two weeks prior to that Super Bowl. What Crazy. Is I had to go to my boss. My boss was 26 years old at the time. I was 34. Uh-huh. I had to go, hey, man. I just got a call from Andy Reid. Um, I've been asked to go play in the Super Bowl. Um, he said, okay, <laughs> yeah. he goes, can I can I take my two week vacation to go play in the Super Bowl? He's like, what are you talking about? Here? So sure not. I was able to go through the tryout and, and they signed me back. And I played in the Super Bowl. But it was funny because the owner of Toll Brothers came out, you know, a couple of days later and said, "Hey, we have a new clause for all of our employees." any of our employees uh go play in the World Series, NBA Finals, you know, Stanley Cup or the Super Bowl, we give them additional two week vacations. So I didn't have to use my two week vacation. <laughs> oh, let's go. <laughs> so we're back and played that game. We lost Tom Brady, one of the one of the many and uh, oh damn. I played in that game but I remember sitting there after that game he was in Jacksonville and I was on the looking at the field him, so myself, how lucky was I able to walk off this field knowing this is my last one. Knowing I'm not gonna come back and play. i have already been out two years. So we had lost that game, but I remember just looking at the grass and thinking to myself, I just want to take it in. I want to touch all the grass. I want to see everything. It was really, really. It was euphoric. It was not, such an experience being on that field. This week's episode of the Shark Effect is brought to
0: you by the Shift Group. Shift Group is turning athletes into sales professionals. Is your company looking to hire driven, competitive former athletes? Are you a former college or pro athlete in any sport and trying to figure out what's next? Consider a meaningful career in business-to-business sales and let the Shift Group guide you every step of the way. Register on the Shark Effect specific link in our show notes to get started or email sales at shiftgroup.io. Shift Group specializes in helping former athletes unlock the lucrative career of business-to-business sales by leveraging their characteristics of focus, discipline, coachability, competitiveness, and work ethic. With a unique one-on-one approach to the entire hiring process with hundreds of companies across software, healthcare, and financial services looking to hire athletes specifically. Make sure you check them out. That's incredible, That's crazy, man. Crazy, crazy story. Wow. That, yeah, thank you for sharing that story. And I want to dive in a little bit on this. Okay. Because I think I think there's some nuggets in, in this. So you were gone, so you wasn't playing, you were
1: doing construction for two years. yeah, about well, a year and a half I took one year just to kind of figure I to figure myself out and I think. But, well, okay, this, the league has changed a lot too yeah. yeah yeah, yeah,
0: but what I hear is relationship, relationships that you have possibly with Andy Reed mm-hmm. right because he was with you when you were at Green Bay yeah he was my tight end coach.
1: So I don't anything. I put him on a high pedestal, man. And those who, who play for him and I watch him win that now, and I would tell you, he deserves every inch, of every second of what the you know, publicity or the recognition he gets because he is a—he's taught me, man. Alex, he's a man of relationships. You know, true leaders in our life. I would say there's two things that define leadership, and that's, that's that's relationships and that's value. And you talk about value in your book too—bringing true value and that's knowing who you are, and Andy, man. He just brings great people together i'm not saying i want him, but he brings good people together because he's such a wonderful caring human being he is yeah great. and then yeah. then he went to philadelphia yeah when he to Philly, so he traded for me brought me there again i uh, just i was at green bay and i uh, came to be one of his tight ends my last couple of years so i finished my last three years as a backup to chad lewis um, mm-hmm. another Great human being, man. I, I get to chat on, on your show sometime. Please find time for him. You played three Super Bowls. you a wonderful tight end.
0: Oh, definitely. He, he definitely.
1: Time. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then, and then, two year or a year and a half, two years out of the league, man. You yeah. get a call to be in the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah. So I had not, not. I didn't play all of 2003 season, all of 2004 season, and it was 2005. And, and, and then was you off. were. And then with what team again? This is Philly. They went to Philly. They, they lost at Jacksonville down there to uh, Patriots. Mm.
0: So, nice. they, so they could have called like younger cats, faster dudes, anything that type of stuff. I <laughs> know
1: <A lot of laughs> that they could have called a ton of guys. I would tell you, um, he knew that I knew the offense. He knew that I knew the, the the team. Jordan's guys were still there. That I went and played two, two years prior, so he knew that I'd come in. I knew I'd been in two Super Bowls in the past, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. So experience, right? It was an easy, easy plug and play. I, you know, I hope it was. And, um, yeah, yeah, crazy man. I'm grateful for that opportunity. but it was, I, uh, okay.
0: So, so let me ask you: If you were, because I know you, if you were someone who comes in there and you know a prima donna,
1: a jerk, asshole, whatever you want to do, do you think he would have called you? No, again, that, that goes back to what I mean, even back. He wrote a book a long time ago and one of the key things to talked about andy reed was he said he, he just he wants to surround himself with people he can trust and people who, who you know good people and i'm not yeah. saying i'm one of those people but i'm saying that's what he's always done and you watch him have success because he he finds different different candidates of different kind of people different personalities but all of them have a pretty core belief of who they are and they have a pretty core, they have good hearts they do um, yeah well, that's and that's what I found success in sales too, Alex. Is I try to hire people who are good people, and it's not all about who can talk the quickest or the fastest or the sharpest or who look the best. It's all about who truly are good people. Man. That seems a win to win in the long run. It does, and it has, for Andy. No I question. love
0: that. Yeah, man. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, that that that's that's pretty cool, man. But I want to for people to to kind of like understand how important relationships are, and you, you know. Yeah. being a good, a good person, but knowing who you are, it yeah. really really helps and I know for for a lot of a lot of athletes because you do something at a high level for so long, you know that can what can happen is your identity gets wrapped up into what you do mm-hmm. and so that's why I think is a lot of times when cats when they finish playing like they they often feel stuck and they don't know like not just what's next but who they are. Like I know if it took for me to understand like man I didn't know who I was. Mm. I thought what I did was w- was who I was. Yeah. And it was just that, that's not the truth.
1: Yeah. You in you, you those know, situations you got to reflect and look back and see what you did. I should be so proud of that. It's so hard to do to do the sports in college and to finish that and to go out and play. There's so many so much you can take out of that work ethic. So many you can take out of people who played in you know, sports in college or in the pros. Mhm. And apply that to life. But um you gotta simplify it, man. Don't don't make it too hard. It's not. There's there's some core strengths to that that I, I love when I find that people. But they got like you said, they gotta know who they are, they gotta know what they enjoy.
0: Yeah. So tell me, like, can you describe for me like when you finished, when you knew that was that was it, right? Played in the Super Bowl, you walked away, that was it. Did you go through anything like that in terms of like, okay, man? Or, or, or uh, you know, when you stepped away from the game, you know exactly who you are,
1: what you stand yeah, for, no and then where you wanted to go. I can't tell you. I got into sales initially. I did the construction thing for a couple of years. And in two thousand eight or nine, I got into sales. And I remember going to wearing my Super Bowl ring, thinking I was you know the man. My doctor talked to me, and these guys <laughs> looking like you're an idiot. i was <laughs> you know? like trying to. I want to talk about what I saw in Sports Center there and i They're like, you know, I'm a brilliant human being. man. <laughs> Yeah. school calls 35 years old. i don't care what you know about sports center and so it's just mm. you know i was humbled in a lot of ways it's uh it's about you know it's it's there's so much about leaning in and, and truly trying to ask the right questions but knowing what you're talking about it's hard to do that man Sports and and sales will, sales will punch you right in the face quickly, you quickly, quickly. Learn do. got there's it some, I meant device because there's some brilliant human beings out there doctors they can see right through Somebody who's trying to sell them.
0: They really can't. Uh, so, yeah. what got you into medical sales? Was it just like, I'm going to go into medical sales? Or did you read a magazine? Did you have some homeboys
1: no, that kind of like, hey? Instruction all those years. So, so mm-hmm. you know, I just, and the market kind of crashed in 08. So I saw the market take a dive and I, and, I, and I saw I wanted to find something that truly was stable and support. And you know, a med device would be there forever. Um, it's ultra competitive. but And I like that. Like, it, it's going to be there forever. so I, called some old doctors um back in the day and, and just to, and asked them who they recommended me speaking to and a lot of them connected me with uh one of, them connected with one of the team doctors uh, uh with the, 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 the broncos and he introduced me to a couple people from from the, the striker company i worked for, for a while so it just it was all people who knew people and, and you know, we, we know a lot of trainers back in the day too we spent a lot of time unfortunately the trainers. yeah
0: yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> they get to know some good people and those guys those girls or guys have a good connection with that, that, this market as well. Wow, I never even thought about that. You know,
0: I mean, I hear about it now and um, I know a lot of guys who I play either college ball or professional, a lot of them kind of go towards that route where whether they're in medical sales or they're in uh, personal training, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? That was the route that I went. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just something that because, you know, we know it. Or no bits and pieces of it, and then the willingness to learn.
1: Yeah, that part of it too. Being you know being beat up a fair amount and knowing the body farewell was something that gives you an advantage. It does, but like I said, it's so competitive, man. And so that's a great environment for athletes. Yeah, you know, they you worked know, for prior, prior to Striker. We, we hired a lot of athletes. So it's great. It, it fit well for them.
0: So, so what was I'm, I'm very interested to hear, man? Can you explain like what was? what are some of the attributes that helped you have so much success when playing your sport and then that helped you now have a long career in what you're doing now? Are there any attributes, whether it's, you know, the essence of team or, you know, communication, like what are some of those attributes that help you have success on the field yeah. and now helping you in what you're doing you know,
1: now? That's a great problem. I would say, you know, I would say a lot of things. That you know, go back to the humility is a big part of this, but you know, I, I truly care about people I do, I and mean, it, it means something to me. And I, now, as a manager now for a number of years, that, that's something I think people hopefully would say that you seems to care about, about me as, as an employee. Um, that's allowed me, I think, to, to continue to have some success in this in this world. I think it's just, uh, I want to see people do well. I really do. It, it's fun for me to do that. Um, that's been a, something I, I've tried to lean on to remind myself of that. I think. Um, I know who I am. I do know that I, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work my tail off for you, and I, and I love the grind. Um, mm-hmm. I, I admire people that grind, grind through things. I really have a huge fan, of like David Goggins, those kind of guys. He just a, yeah. those kind of people are just warriors. I, I admire that. I do. Um, yeah. So that, I try to emulate that approach. I do because, uh, and this little run is short, and I want to be sure that I can look back on it and say I did have some good memories and I pushed. I tried. So those things are important to me keep going by answer the question but those are those are no the, absolutely
0: man like one of the things that you know when we do stuff right it, i mean i, I didn't I, maybe you did but when i was playing i didn't look at like these different percentages very low percentage right there's a 1% of all these high school athletes 1% gets a um uh, a a scholarship yeah a scholarship to a division 1 school Yeah. Right. So only 70 percent, you know, go on to play their sport in college. And that's that's including Division one, two and three and walk ons that that, I mean, that includes all of that type of stuff. And then to do some of the things that, you know, at the at the next level, man, it's like there's something different for these elite athletes. There's something different inside of them. Mm -hmm. And they just Needs. I mean, I want to be able to open up and share that. Man, there, there's something in you that that makes you different. Not just a good athlete, but makes you different. And there's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of companies that you know want that thing. You know, whether it's hard work or ambition, they want that. And and some, you know, and if you, you know, if you are apt enough, you know, you can create something your own, like being an entrepreneur. But there's something inside of these athletes that it goes deeper than just how fast you run a 40 or or how how high you can you know your vertical is. (laughs) It's so true. It's that grind. You've seen it. it?
1: There are some incredible athletes out there. Unfortunately, just don't do the don't put the grind in. Don't spend the time in the film room. Don't spend the time doing little things. Little things. That's one thing that I I played with Mike Holmgren way back, and he was a little things kind of person. All he talked about was you know we had to be on time everything. You're a minute late for something or a second late for something. He would freak out. Me he, he threw people off the I mean, he threw me off the field a couple times for dropping a ball during practice. He was just so intense. And I don't know if that always would work today as it did back then. Yeah. That allowed someone like Brett Favre to be an incredible quarterback, quarterback because Brett came from a background back where he was a uh, you know a third string quarterback in Atlanta before he got traded to Green Bay. And and I don't know if people know the story about Brett Favre, but I think he's one of the greatest quarterbacks for the game. But he you know, he was Third string guy, kind of having too much fun in Atlanta. They traded for him He came to Green Bay in 1992, I think it was, mm-hmm. and um, and he became you know the starting quarterback. But he had a, a coach like Mike Holmgren who just was on him and taught mm-hmm. Brett to do the little things you know, and taught Brett to focus on little things. And that and that allowed Brett to have the 20-year career. I think whatever how long he played, after that, yeah, more. So it's those kind of things you have to do little things, as you know, much as they may be painful. I loved like that. He was he was I'll take Mike Homer was a was truly a leader that I, I admired. I love the way he told me that several times. Just do little things, keep them little much as yeah. you don't know, want like they add up, man. They add it's, up and they, and they, Yeah. You know,
0: it's the details, mm-hmm. right? So the details is one of the things that helped me have a have a long career. That even though I had two screws in this knee. And I tore up my ACL, MCL, Mm -hmm. and it was a cat that me and you both know. And all all I gotta say is knee up, toe up, heel up, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes, (laughs) Jimmy Rad, Jimmy Rad, Jimmy Rad. Like he was so intentional about the little things, because if you take care of the little things, right? If you take care of those little things, man, they will reward you big time. Hmm. And if you don't take care of them. Man, there's chance for for injury. There's a chance for pain. There's a chance for loss if you don't take take care of the little things. Mm. And and so it's not it's not just about fundamentals, you know. It's not just about the fundamentals, but it's about the essentials.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ratcliffe's a guy that again that same kind of mentality. I think I saw him in 2010 at an event. Went back and and uh, he was so engaging. Still, man, I'd seen him in, in. 15, 20 years, and he still came to give me a big hug, and I was like, man, you remember me, dude? (laughs) Just those little things. He did that. He truly, what a good man he is, man. That guy changed life. That's true. He's the kind of guy that focused on the things. Love it. He looked like he was, you know, 30 years old when he was 45, 50, and the guy was bouncing around like a little bit. He's the
0: same way. He's (laughs) the same way. He's still bouncing around, just hasn't gained like two pounds, just (laughs) lean and mean you know he's he got a couple of gray hairs but that's about it man that's about it so man jeff man is there any anything that um you would tell the younger jeff who's um either at finishing you know at, at University of Oregon or who's finishing up in your in your career what would you tell that younger jeff or a younger alex or anybody what were some of the things that that you know come in like maybe one or two tips that you can, you can tell them about like man, how do you transfer the success that you had in your sport to life after sport?
1: Mm. You got that's, any that's nuggets? Me, and I gosh, I wish I could have grabbed this young Jeff and shook him a little bit and said, <laughs> "You too, wake <laughs> up, man." Um, you know, there's so much you, you gotta. Got to believe in the process. I will say there are several things there, I and mean, you got to believe in yourself. man. We all have so many gifts. We do. I don't care what you do in life. I don't care what your skill. I don't. I don't really care what you do. Man. We have so many gifts. So there's some gratitude there. You got to reflect on that occasionally as, as a young person and, and be grateful for that. And Alex, we can go on all day long about this. concept. It is so hard to be a young person. You got ten of them. You know, oh, yeah. right we got eight. It's so you hard, doing, man. It's so hard to be. Uh, to be a if compare so much, I don't know how they do it today. But I would just say, yeah. um, you know, I would say just uh, being grateful is something you got to remind yourself of. But you got to believe in yourself. You got to mm-hmm. believe in who you are. Find out what who those things are. I mean, I, I might not have to make this longer, but our senior, my senior, your freshman year, we lost seven games in a row. It was, oh,
0: it was, was a lot. I was red shirt, so I was still like,
1: damn. I was for that team alex and i i watched that team just sink we went through five quarterbacks I and i i came out of that man just a beaten down soul i i knew who i was i was so i you know, lost like 10 pounds my senior year i was really struggling i didn't know what to do i didn't know how to handle it so i just but i but i will say that has taught me so much about the being grateful and being the moment and realizing that there's a lot of things that i out of that that taught me to be a stronger man so Good things come out of it. They don't always make sense when you're doing them, 'em, I'll tell you that. there'll there'll be good things that come out of it. And they did. I learned a ton. Uh but it was yeah. So I there's so much to that. That question that we could you and I could talk about because I know you I know. I, I know I love your book, too. I loved everything you about you. you all the stuff you talked about, line minutes. Oh, that's it's so true. Yeah. Um and you gotta you gotta believe in yourself. Brother. You gotta, gotta believe, believe in yourself. yourself. You I love that. I really
0: like man that you know, you tell it, man, you lost seven in a row, no bowl game, no nothing. Mm-hmm. And then, so like we talked about earlier, it's not how you start, but it's how you finish. Mm. You went from losing seven games in a row to in your career, making it two Super Bowls, winning one.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, that's that gives me goosebumps. <laughs> so, man, Jeff, man, thank you for giving your boy goosebumps. Thank you for being a guest on the Shark Effect, my man.
1: Oh, it's been an honor. Let's, let's do it again. And if I can help you at all, man, you can let me know. Let's try to get to go game sometime soon, too. love it. I'm going to take you up on it. All right.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Shark Effect podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, You can reach me directly at
1: TheSharkEffect.com. Thanks for listening.